It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Decades ago, it used to be one or two a season would happen. Now with climate change and these extreme warm waters, it's almost, you know, it's happening all the time. This storm, in a way, is kind of bad news for the people that are still trying to deny climate change as a factor. Florida Republicans deny climate change as a monster storm barrels towards the coast. This will be a first-time test uh, for how you adapt to these new, stronger storms on a, on a warmer planet as a result of climate change. The threat exacerbated, of course, by climate change. Charleston, like Miami, gets water that comes up on a, on a good sunny day. That's climate change because water levels are rising. Our Earth is getting warmer, and there is just no doubt, I think, left that it is feeding these beasts. All right, so, so there you have it. This, uh, the hurricane, Hurricane Ian is all about climate change. I think there's a clip of Amy Klobuchar actually saying that if they followed her policies, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I wish I had that clip. I wish I could have played that for you. So somehow, and we've talked about this before, the left actually thinks they can control the climate. And Hurricane Ian is the perfect, a perfect example. If only you would implement their policies, uh, that you would stop driving cars uh, and trucks and stop using fossil fuels and turn down your temperatures, we could actually stop Hurricane Ian. I don't know if you've ever stood, you know, on the balcony and watched a storm. Recently, Bruce and I were in Florida. We were on the ocean, and uh, a storm came over, uh, and we watched it from our room, and it was just so incredibly glorious. And I think just a reminder of the omniscient power of God, omnip I should say omnipotent, power of God. You know, just the, even the thunder, the, the sound of it and the lightning, it reminded me of what the scripture talks about when he will speak, when he comes again. The voice, just larger than any kind of, you know, sound system can produce in this country. And then to think that somehow man could have some control over that is just amazing to me. And yet the climate change crazies continue. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's see, uh, there's a couple of other things. Um, there were people that weighed in on this, and of course they made political hay about what happened. And of course, Hurricane Ian, you've been watching the news, and I'm not going to belabor the points. I think 2 million, 3 million people are still without power. Uh, but amazingly, you know, all of these uh, rescue efforts are coming from all over the country. All uh, Florida's re, uh, uh, interstates are filled with rescue trucks uh, just coming in in droves. And I thought to myself, you know, this is America. This is America. People helping each other. People helping each other. But for people like Kamala Harris, uh, you know, she sees America a little differently. This was her comment. The vice president of the United States said this after Hurricane Ian. Clip 15. 
We have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, what hurricane relief uh, that DeSantis has re- requested has to be doled out according to race. We've got to make things equal. So if you, or, you know, if you were poor to begin with, then I guess she's inferring that you should get the aid and people who have means and resources should not get help. I don't know. I, I, I just, this is the way they think. And it's important to point that out. Joe Biden, uh, this is not this Hurricane Ian, but this is another hurricane that happened uh, during the COVID, uh, during, during COVID, what, what do I should I call it? During COVID, everybody remembers that, right? Uh, Joe Biden made this statement just to show you again. This is how they view the world. This is how they view every single tragedy is an opportunity for a political point. This is clip four. God forbid a natural disaster strikes. We have to make sure we're ready to be protected against COVID-19 as well. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. (laughs) All right. I mean, that's that's important. I mean, I'm that's really important to get vaccinated. That'll that'll help you through the hurricane somehow. Boy, I want to talk about vaccines in a little bit, but I was going to jump to that. But I guess I won't or maybe I will. No, I better not because I want to get to this other story. But um, this is just. So Governor DeSantis has just been uh, amazing in the process. You've probably seen clips of him um, just, just you know, diligent with his wife, his beautiful wife. Man, he is just an, he's an incredible person. He really is. He's running for governor again in the state of Florida, and, of course, the, the left wants him, you know, they're, they're presenting him in other ways. But I think they're having trouble getting at him, I really. I don't think they're making much of a chink in his armor. Uh, he said basically in one of the press conferences, you loot we shoot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Florida is a different kind of state. That's why so many people are moving down to Florida. Well, while we were, um, doing what we were doing last week, this did not make news until afterwards because, you know, I don't know why the January 6th committee likes to do things secretly, but Jenny Thomas, the wife of, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas was in some ways coerced um, she could have refused, but she ended up, you know, uh, co- acquiescing to the coercion and went in and testified for the January 6th committee. And rather than me talk about it, this is Jake Tapper on ABC along with a correspondent, and I'll let you let them tell you the story. Here it is. ...time about her involvement in efforts to overturn the 2020 election results, including text messages to the White House Chief of Staff, begging him to keep fighting the results, and to state lawmakers in Arizona and Wisconsin encouraging them to meddle in their respective states' slates of presidential electors. CNN's Jamie Gangel joins us live. And Jamie, what do we know about her testimony today? And remind us again why she is perceived as such an important witness. So can we just say how remarkable it is just to see that picture of the wife of a Supreme Court justice coming in to testify for the January 6th committee? Uh, We have learned that she had a prepared statement, in fact, at the top of her interview in which she made clear she addressed that her election activities were separate from 
her husband. So she did not wait for a question on that. As you said, it was voluntary. Uh, we are told that she cooperated, that she answered every question. But Chairman Benny Thompson has also told uh, reporters that she still believes the election was stolen, Jake. So after everything we know, Ginny Thomas is still an election denier. Even though 60 court cases, all the election boards, all the Trump-supporting governors and attorneys general and secretaries of state, et cetera, et cetera, no evidence of widespread fraud that would have swung the election in any state. I including Attorney General Bill Barr, who said on December 1st, there is no fraud here. And yet she still believes it? She, she does, and I think that we should just remind people of the text messages she sent to Mark Meadows. This one, I want to remind people, is after January 6th. This is on January 10th, and she texts Mark Meadows, then the chief of staff, we are living through what feels like the end of America. Most of us are disgusted with the VP and are in listening mode to see where to fight with our teams. Those who attack the Capitol are not representatives of our great teams of patriots for DJT. Amazing times, the end of liberty. That's just wild. I mean, that's just untethered from all the facts and evidence. That's correct. Uh, the committee has one more hearing to go. We don't have a date yet, but now I'm told there'll be new information, and they certainly have this new testimony from Ginny Thomas. That's right. There was supposed to be a, a hearing yesterday, but obviously the, uh, the hurricane, hurricane. Uh, changed the scheduling. Jamie Gangel is always amazing reporting. Thank you so much. Okay, so you got... <laughs> Look, this is what happened. Ginny Thomas, the wife of Clarence Thomas, goes in to testify, and she basically kind of laid them low. She first of all said, I realize you probably want to ask questions about my husband and his decisions, but that's not an appropriate that's not an appropriate question in this venue so i'm not answering those and she laid it out she said uh, my you know i've been in politics i've told you this before i've been in politics since i was in college she was head of the republicans in college that's been her life she's had a separate life her husband has had a different life he was a conservative a long time before she ever met him i'll read you if i can find it here quickly what she said in her own words cuz they're better than my words she said let me also add, it is laughable for anyone who knows my husband to think I could influence his jurisprudence. The man is independent and stubborn with strong character traits of independence and integrity. So um, so she she went in and gave them what for. And so they're reporting, like you just heard Jake Tapper say, that she's an election denier. How ridiculous. How could she say such a thing? How could anyone still hold to the fact that the 2020 election might have been stolen? A wife of the Supreme Court justice, how could she say that? And uh, Jenny just held fast. And um, there's an article this morning by George Rasley that said Republicans should ha all have the courage of Jenny Thomas because you can't even imagine how controversial, oh, you might because of the news reports, it is to say something like that in Washington, D.C., uh, I want to also add just a personal touch. If you saw any videos, videos of Jenny, uh, you noticed she likes to wear scarves. She had a scarf around her neck, and it was a scarf. That particular scarf was the scarf that was owned and worn by Barbara Olson. Who's Barbara Olson? Barbara Olson is was a good friend of Jenny's. She was a friend of mine also. She went down in Flight 77 on 9-11. She was the wife of Solicitor General Ted Olson. She was a very powerful conservative commentator who died very bravely. She called her husband, tried to save the plane. 
Uh, it's a pretty amazing thing, and Jenny wore her scarf at that hearing, just a personal thing you might not hear other places. And then and as to Bill Barr, as to Bill Barr, they invoked him, Jake Tapper did a couple of times. This is clip 26, and yes, this is what uh, Bill Barr had to say in his testimony earlier to the J6 committee, 26. And I was somewhat demoralized because I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has, you know, lost contact with, uh, with uh, he, he's become detached from reality if he really believes this stuff. On the other hand, you know, when I went into this and would, you know, tell him how crazy some of these allegations were, there was never, there was never an indication of interest in what the actual facts were, in my opinion then and my opinion now, is that uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that, including the 2000 Mules movie. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny, General Barr. But now we're learning something. Remember Jeffrey Clark, who worked in the Justice Department? and was arrested by the FBI, brought out in his underwear in the street, just mild-mannered, nice guy, but he was one who believed the election was in trouble in 2020 under Attorney General Barr and tried to do something about it, so the FBI had to go after him. He is now working as the Director of Litigation for the Center for Renewing America, and guess what he just found? Well, guess what he just found? They did FOIA requests that have revealed that Attorney General Barr did not preside over a single investigation, despite ordering his subordinates to investigate. He saw no evidence. He oversaw absolutely zero. He said this. Um, after Bill Barr had issued a November 9th memo saying that there should be an investigation of elections, the FOIA document requests have come back with no documents. Null. Nothing. No investigations were done as a result of that memo. He said his team, FOIA, requested 12 districts within battleground states, have received 11 back, showing absolutely no investigations were done under General Barr. The only thing that's holding out is a district of Pennsylvania, which has Philadelphia in it, and you can hold your, not hold your breath for that one. They did nothing. They did nothing. And General Barr lied to us. He sat there and said there was no evidence when he never even had an investigation or examined any evidence. This is just a dereliction of duty that's just shocking to me. But you have to know it. And coming up next, we're going to go to Michigan and catch up what's happening there in elections. So stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. 
Hey, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. Do you know over the last two years, Southwest Louisiana has faced multiple storms, including Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Zeta. 8 Days of Hope sent our rapid response teams to help in these areas after Hurricane Laura hit Lake Charles and again after the flooding in 2021. Well, today we're excited to announce that our 18th rebuilding trip will take place in Lake Charles from December 3rd through December 10th. Thousands of volunteers will gather from around the country to love and serve this community by helping them repair their homes that were affected by these disasters. We're going to focus on roofing and drywall, painting, electrical work, flooring, and so much more. We can't wait to see what God is going to do. So there's a couple ways you can help with this mission. First, pray. Pray that God will speak through our actions to each family and make himself known. Second, consider volunteering. It's free, and we provide the food and the lodging. Hey, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, read the FAQs, and you can volunteer right there. Again, that's 8daysofhope.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. A member of the Massachusetts National Guard thought he was chasing a bus full of illegal aliens. Turns out it was a bus full of black grandmothers from Memphis, Tennessee. Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Hoffman came across the bus near Martha's Vineyard. There was a Florida side on the side, and he jumped to the wrong conclusion. The Cape Cod Times reports that he tailed the bus to a local hotel where he boarded, thinking he had just captured dozens of illegals. Well, the National Guard officer quickly realized he had made a tactical mistake. According to the newspaper, those grannies tore into the lieutenant colonel like a Christmas day ham. The Bluff City grannies went full-blown Medea. Police say the man may have suffered some sort of a mental issue. He's being treated at a nearby hospital. The lesson here, don't mess with grandmothers from the 901. Sometimes those ladies are packing cast iron skillets. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look. I'm not going to go back into history. It was a stolen election. It was stolen. Stolen. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. You know, pretending to be president. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he didn't. One third of Clinton supporters say Trump election is not legitimate. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. You are absolutely right. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. The 
2016 election was stolen. Got a nicer way to say that? Say Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. A little louder, please. Russia hacked our election. That was a 9-11 scale event. This was a kind of cyber 9-11. Cyber 9-11. Yes. Russia hacked our election. Russia, you know, of course, hacked our election here. Half of Clinton's voters believe the conspiracy theory that Russia hacked election day votes. We know that they were into voting rolls. Actual interference with the elections themselves. We know it happened. Despite no credible evidence, 67% of Democrats believe Russia tampered with vote tallies. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russian hacking of our election. Hacking of our, of our election. Russia hacked our elections. Russia hacked our elections. A stolen election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. The universal assessment that Russia hacked our election in 2016. Foreign governments hacked our elections. Most young Americans consider Donald Trump an illegitimate president. An illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. Why is he illegitimate? He just won an election. He's an right, illegitimate president. I'm going to jump in. That's that's five minutes long. I mean, we could we could go on. Uh, that was 2016. Uh, uh, man, it sounds to me like the Democrats were election deniers in 2016. It sounds I, I don't know why Jake Tapper wasn't all over that in his interview recently. But, uh, of course, Jenny Thomas is an election denier. I am an election denier. It's taken on a new meaning, hasn't it? It could be like prison camp for us. Uh, visits by the FBI until we recant our wrong think about the 2020 election. All I have to say is, you know, what, 80 million of us, something like that, that's a very rough figure, uh, probably voted for President Trump. So if all 80 million of us stick together, they're going to have to have a pretty big camp. So uh, all I can say is do not give up the truth. Hold fast to the truth. And uh, and just the truth is what they fear. And so that particular video, by the way, YouTube has demonetized uh, they are, you know, trying to get that information, stop that information so that people don't understand the blatant, incredible, dangerous hypocrisy of the left. Well, someone who's been all over this for a long time, a good friend, he's been a frequent guest on the show, uh, and uh, Pat Kolbick is a former Michigan senator from District 7. He was very, very involved uh, in the um, trying to sort out the election fraud, fraud of 2020. It's a 20, yes, a 2020 uh, in Michigan. A very involved, and he still is. And he's joined us this morning. Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning, Sandy. Hey, and my journey, you know, making sure that we have integrity in our elections actually started in 2016. So did I say uh, that? I'm sorry. Know. I'm I'm getting no, my no, I'm getting no, my elections no, mixed no. up. Most people don't. No, no, no. Actually, 2020 is where the focus, where we got engaged on this, where we talked about it, but. Literally back in 2016, when I was still in the Michigan Senate, I called for an investigation in that election. Trump was declared the winner in Michigan, but there was enough irregularities that happened in communities like Detroit that I said, we need to investigate what's going on to make sure that we don't have this trouble in future elections. And uh, so this has been going on for a while. And uh, I'll tell you, I mean, I want to make sure all your listeners know this isn't about Republican versus Democrat. This isn't about Trump versus Biden. This is about rule of law versus complete anarchy. And uh, and we have to regain control of the integrity of our elections and make sure that they're executed or else we lose our republic. I Well, I know you're right. That's not an overstatement. I say the same thing. And so we're being diligent and you are being diligent in a very, we have a very specific uh, talent and, and gift, Pat, in terms of technology. 
gosh, I don't have your bio in front of me, but tell us what your background is in terms of technology to, to equip you to do what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. I, I'm actually a certified Microsoft small business specialist. In addition to being a former Michigan State Senator, I'm actually an aerospace engineer. I actually helped do the cabling design on the uh, International Space Station. And I never thought those skills would come in handy for election fraud, but um, they, they actually have come in handy. I was actually at the TCS Center, as you recall, um, on, during the 2020 election. Uh, I was there crawling around the floor chasing Cat5 cables seeing and confirming that indeed the uh, tabulators and adjudicators at the, um, at the, in Detroit at the TCF center were connected to the internet. And the concern around that is that it exposes our elections to all kinds of um, bad uh, actors that can conduct what they call man in the middle attacks, where you think you're transmitting your election results from point A to point B, but they take a detour to point C to change the results before they get to point B. And so that is a concern and never should be, exist in our elections. And, you know, I've been joining with Mike Lindell and quite a few others that say we, we need to get rid of the machines going forward because, unfortunately, there's a lot that our election officials don't know about what they don't know um, yes. regarding the vulnerabilities of these machines. We need to get them out of there. Well, I know that that's a huge obstacle is to try to make uh, regular people understand all the technical part that's, that you understand. But I think in a general way, the overview is it just, when we think about this, we didn't used to have electronic voting. We had paper ballots. And, you know, I just, yep. uh, what, in, a, in I think it was Italy uh, last weekend, they had paper ballots, and uh, the, yep. it was one person Brand to too. one ballot, and they, got, they had their, their results immediately. And here we yep. are, we should know. I just read an article this morning on how the counts are going to be so delayed because of uh, mail-in ballots, the prediction here for this next election, uh, because races are so close, and uh, so the mail-in ballots will determine, and it's going to take days. We have to wait now, what, days, weeks, months, to have the results of elections. That should tell you right away that something is not right here. Um, And you've been fighting like crazy. Let me just say you have a website called (laughs) letsfixstuff.com. And that's a great place to yep. go for Pat's information. But I know that you are fighting, 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 Pat. And let's talk about your 2022 election operation, Overwatch. Um, let me just, before you tell us what this is, I want to read yep. what I'm reading, what I what you've written here. Yeah. If you're someone who seeks to cast a vote illegally, we are watching. If you are someone who is illegally trafficking ballots and depositing them at drop boxes, we are watching. If you're someone who has left the key under the mat for digital thieves to manipulate election records, we're watching. If you are tabulating votes at a location that does not allow oversight by the public, we're watching. If you're an elected official pursuing policies that seek to cover up illegal election practices, we are watching. If you are destroying election records before they can be legally before they can legally be destroyed, we are watching. It goes on and on. And you say, now, okay, so who's we? And who's doing this? The election operation 2022 election overwatch. What's that all about, Pat? Well, there's a group of supporters, not just here in Michigan, but all over the country, including the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. They've got 8,000 members nationwide. Um, and what we decided we needed to do was put a bow tie on all these different activities that we had throughout all these grassroots groups that are happening all across the country. They're all covering things like drop boxes. They're actually performing tailgate parties to discourage uh, bad behavior at the drop boxes where people are dropping off the stuff that you see at the 2000 Mules movie where 
people are dropping off multiple ballots, taking yes. a photo snapshot of it yeah. and so that they can get paid and then dumping it in there. We want to make sure that we're watching all those frivolous activities. And um, and so the who is a just what I call meddling kids. These are the people that uh, they don't get paid to go off and do this, with the exception of our law enforcement officers, of, of course. Um, but we've also got uh, some election officials that are working with us as well. But for the most part, these are just regular old mom, mom and pop uh, everyday Americans that are saying enough is enough. Uh, we can't depend on our legislators to go off and do what needs to be done sometimes. So we're going to go off and uh, do what needs to be done by um, we know how they stole it. I mean, we've got books like my book, The 2020 Coup, that documents all the different mechanisms that they used to steal the 2020 election. So that's not a mystery anymore. So we don't have any excuse. We know how they did it. So now we're going to proactively watch to make sure that they don't do it again. So we've got the pastors, the Black Robe Regiment, that are getting their congregations pulled together. We've got Cause of America that was launched by Mike Lindell. And Mike Lindell, of course, himself is a supporter. We've got patriots like Liz Harris from Arizona. We got our stand-up Michigan groups here. Uh, so it's a it's a, a loosely federated group of people that are all taking their portion of the infield, so to speak, and making sure that there's no ground balls that get by them. If you know what I mean. Well, so is this? This is broader than Michigan. I, I'm I'm guessing, Pat, that people are listening, saying, "I want to do that. I want people want to do something." And I've told them, you know. Be a paid yeah. poll worker so that you can be there uh, with the with the authority to watch and make sure nothing happens. Uh, you know, registered people to vote is probably too late to do that. Uh, but it, it, so this is something they could actually do. Can they get involved? Right. Absolutely. First thing is you need to understand how they stole it. So, um, and so you either affiliate yourself with a group in your state that's already doing activities like this and can get you educated on things that we need to watch for, or go watch. Uh, the Moment of Truth Summit out at frankspeech.com. We outlined quite a bit of details around exactly how the election was stolen back in 2020 and what the vulnerabilities are going forward. And, of course, in my my book, The 2020 Coup, you can go to the the 2020coup.com to figure out how to get a hold of that. So get educated first, then get engaged. And so we've got groups here in Michigan like the Election Integrity Force. Um, We've also got national groups like the America Project that are doing great things. They're funding you know, key things like uh, ballot initiatives uh, or ballot, uh, you know, education around ballot initiatives that will help uh, get people out to the polls. So the best way to go off, and, and even if you don't know any of the ways that they stole the election in 2020, one thing you can do is get out and vote because we've proven in Virginia and we've proven in the Arizona primary that no matter what they're doing to go off and mess with the integrity of our election system, if we come out in overwhelming numbers at the polls, we win. So the America Project's been very supportive of that push in particular. Um, so okay. there's right, national well, groups and there's local groups. Find right. whichever suits your uh, preference. Okay, so we, we're going to put those on, uh, the ones that you've mentioned, we'll put those on our getter page so that people can find them. The America Project, the Moment of Truth Summit, watch it online, and the 2020, ah, oh, that's not complete. You're the 2022 coup. 
No, the 2020 coup. 20, well, I hope you know, I wrote a 2022 a, one as well. No, <laughs> I, you know what? I wrote down. Off the That's I was what writing we're with Operation Overwatch. <laughs> that would be a prediction of the future. We don't want that. Yeah. So sorry, I was writing yeah. fast when you were talking. Oh, the 2020 coup. All right. So, yeah. um, so Pat, uh, now here, just for a second, you ha- you're working closely with Mike Lindell, and so uh, with that, and a video came out just a few days ago. Uh, on the Mike Lindell, or you know, FBI arrest. They're taking not arrest, yeah. but taking his phone. And uh, I just thought, if you haven't heard this, you should hear this, and other people should hear. This is an FBI recording of uh, what they found when they took uh, Mike Lindell's uh, phone. Let's listen. To clip three. Hatfield. We recently raided founder and CEO of My Pillow, Mike Lindell. We expected to find evidence of election tampering fraud, support for Trump, which, as you know, is highly illegal. We didn't find any of that, though. What we did find was a good night's sleep. (laughs) I gotta say, politics aside, these pillows that we confiscated from Mike Lindell are the most comfortable, nicest pillows that I've ever slept on. I mean, all the guys in the office can't stop talking about how comfortable and soft they really are. Before we raided Mike Lindell as a political stunt, I was using a competitor's pillow. It was not a good pillow. (laughs) I can't sleep. How can I sleep knowing I'm just a political arm of the Biden administration? (sighs) But now, after a long day raiding Biden's political opponents, investigating concerned parents at school board meetings, and egging on disturbed young men to commit acts of terror, I can finally catch a few Z's with MyPillow's patented adjustable fill stay cool technology and fluffy design that will not go flat, no matter how many Trump supporters I beat with it. Where were you on January 6th? Scum! You want me to do it again? I'll hit you again! Is that what you want? Go ahead! It's so comfortable. <laughs> MyPillow, the official pillow of the FBI. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, Pat. Yeah. Had you heard no, that? No, no. I thought, you know, they could also, uh, you know, clear their conscience, and that would be a good way to get to sleep at night, too. I, that's that's I was true. I but... Mike all day, yesterday, all day on Saturday for the Trump rally here in Michigan, and I'll tell you, I needed a pillow after that because he's tough to keep up with. <laughs> but isn't that hilarious? That's that's a Babylon B production, and it starts out. You can't couldn't hear the very beginning. This guy identifies himself as an FBI agent, and then he launches into that. What did we find? Oh, we found a good night's sleep. Anyway, I just think that's hilarious. And you know what? They deserve the mocking. They deserve the ridicule. So bring it on. Yeah, exactly. And Mike, at, during that uh, confiscation, he was he was encouraging them to arrest him. I mean. I was with Mike all, all day, and what makes him uh, on Saturday, and what makes him so special is that he doesn't shy away from uh, getting the truth out, no matter what the environment is. He was actually looking for folks at The Daily Show, looking for folks on the AP, looking for folks at the, WAP, the Washington Post, New York Times, anybody that he could talk to to go off and get the word out about what happened in 2020 and get the truth out about these machines. So. I'll tell you, we need more people like that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to put out Operation Overwatch. And by the way, if you go to operationoverwatch.us, that's the shortcut to get to that. Um, it's a great, you can add your own name to that once you engage with uh, a group that or engage in activities that are going to make sure that we uh, hold these folks accountable. All we want are lawful elections. This isn't, we don't care who 
win. I mean, I obviously I care a little bit about who wins or whatever, but I care more about the fact that we engage or uh, we execute our elections in a lawful manner. And we haven't had that for a while. No, I know. Okay. Operation, we'll add that to our list. Operation Overwatch.us. Now, um, yeah. Pat, there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, you mentioned the Trump rally. Let's, we're going to go back to your, uh, the issue in Warren, I think it's Warren Township, but, um, the Trump, no, I got that wrong. Trump was in Warren, Michigan. You went to the rally last yep. night, and I just want us to underscore what's happening there with the nominees. You've got uh, Christina Caramo, uh, who's running for attorney yeah. general. You've got Matthew DiPerno, who's running for attorney, I'm sorry, Secretary of State Christina attorney. Caramo, Attorney General yep. Matthew DiPerno, and Tudor Dixon for governor. How are they doing? Um, well, I think uh, they're all on the margins, uh, but they're not where we need them to be right now. And so in particular, it's, it's, here's the easiest thing that your listeners can help out with. It's about name recognition. The way you get name recognition is with, uh, with um, uh, advertising dollars. So if you can help out in particular, Christina Caramo, uh, if you go to uh, with, a, with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-K-A-R-A-M-O.com, Christina is a true gem, and she's a dear friend of mine. Same with uh, Matt DiPerno as well. And we need to get Tudor Dixon to replace our, our current governor that put all the COVID-positive patients in the nursing homes. Um, she's just really bad. So all three of those need to get across the finish line. But it's a, it's a barn burner because the issue is there is no media coverage of any of them. They were um, the Democrats in, in Michigan for those three races are refusing to have any sort of public debate. And the media is not calling them out on it like they would if a Republican didn't want to do it. Um, so they need to be held accountable for uh, their record and they don't want to debate and uh, open open it up to scrutiny to people because I, I, I'm convinced with everything that's going on, whether it's election fraud or the record of the three uh, current statewide officials in Michigan that are, are serving in public office. Um, I think if the majority of Americans knew the truth about what was really going on, this wouldn't even be close. No, I don't either, but they, they, uh, the left manages to suppress information so solidly. Like I, well, before you joined me, I played a, well, no, top of the top of this segment, I, I played that yeah. montage, you know, about the 2016 yeah. election being stolen. Uh, but they, the, YouTube now, of course, is uh, censoring that, or at least not letting them monetize it. So doing everything they can to yeah. stop people from actually knowing that. Uh, before we, before I let you go, uh, let's talk about this situation that you're finding in Canton Township. You found irregularities. Where's Canton Township in Michigan? Canton Township, if you get out your old uh, um, Michigan map, which is your hand, and you go out to the, or just below your thumb there, right next to Detroit, uh, Canton Township's halfway between Detroit and Ann Arbor. Okay. And so, in a word, and what's so happening there? Well, we exposed the fact that they have non-certified software installed on our election management system that enables manipulation of the votes um, without detection. We also identified the fact that all the firewall ports, which are supposed to protect you from Internet attacks, are all wide open. And we know that they were using the Internet to get their election results. So that man in the middle attack I was talking about earlier, uh, was wide open to it. And since we can't examine any of the detailed logs because they don't have any of the logs from the election night. Um, it's difficult to determine whether or not there was any manipulation from this at all. All we know is that these systems are extremely vulnerable. And oh, by the way, with those vulnerabilities, if you make Canton's uh, servers 
uh, vulnerable, then you make the county servers vulnerable to malware. And if you make the county servers vulnerable to man- malware, you make the state uh, vulnerable. So you're only as uh, strong as your weakest link. And in this case, you get one chink in the armor and you've exposed the, the entire election system to malfeasance. And hey, Pat, that's Pat, what let I'm me trying to expose. You. Let's let's uh, let me. Can you stay with me a little bit longer? Because I want you to sure. be able to complete your thought on this, because it's important. Uh, we we have a lot of Michigan is such an important state in this election, and uh, there's more to say about that. So stay tuned. Pat Colbeck, a former Michigan state senator uh, and election expert, uh, is with us today, and we'll talk about a little bit more election stuff too when we come back. So stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. This is Frank Gaffney, host of Securing America, a program dedicated to protecting the country we love against all enemies, foreign and domestic, to the glory of God and His kingdom. Each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, we provide insights and recommendations about the most important challenges facing our nation from her most thoughtful experts and patriots. Join me to learn how you can help in Securing America right here at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Target is in the bullseye because of its transgender bathroom policy. A petition by the American Family Association to boycott Target now surpassing a million signatures and counting. People have their own beliefs and stuff, but what can it hurt? What can it hurt? What can it hurt? It hurts our daughters. It hurts you. It hurts our families. It hurts me. It hurts all of us. Sign the petition to boycott Target at AFA.net. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. In Paul's first letter to Timothy, he expressed his awe, wonder, and amazement at the inexhaustible grace and mercy of God in that he saw fit not only to regenerate Paul, but to also find him worthy for appointment to gospel ministry. Paul knows his history as a blasphemer and a terrorist who sought to destroy the way of Christ following. He stands as a witness to the fact that no one, and I mean no one, is beyond the grace of God. Keep praying for your unsaved loved ones. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. Gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same-sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit inhisimage.movie.
This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. At a summit this week in Washington, leaders of most Pacific Island nations agreed to paper over differences with the Biden administration that have given the Chinese Communist Party strategically ominous openings for its regional influence operations and colonization. The Solomon Islands Prime Minister, however, did not sign on to the summiteer's joint declaration. More importantly, he has allowed so-called police from China to be stationed in his country. Beijing is exploiting this opening to operate in and ultimately militarize islands like Guadalcanal that Americans bled and died to liberate from an earlier totalitarian empire. It turns out the Chinese police are reportedly setting up secretive service centers elsewhere around the world, including in Canada and even here. Are we okay with the CCP thus implementing a new law authorizing extraterritorial enforcement of its policies against Chinese nationals and foreigners? This is Frank Afton. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. We should abolish all states, all nations, all borders, but instead have only one world government. And that world government is to be by certain people, elites, people who are very rich, very intelligent, very powerful in many ways. They are the ones who will govern the world. There was not much talk about democracy or choice of leaders. Instead, there was to be a government by these elites who will impose their rules on everyone in this world. And for those who are unwilling to submit to them, there will be punishment. And the peace that we will get from this is the peace of the graveyard because the intention also is to reduce the number of people in this world. At the time when the new world order was enunciated, the population of this world was only 3 billion. The intention was to reduce it to 1 billion. Now the population of the world is 7 billion. There will be a need to kill many billions of people or to starve them to death or to prevent them from giving birth in order to reduce the population of this world. That's the former Malaysian Prime Minister, Malatir Mohammed, uh, talking about the New World Order. And uh, he actually has spelled out what we are discovering. I think people have been saying this for a long time. But I resisted it uh, years and years and years ago. I did this whole discussion of a new world order. It sounded a little bit Orwellian to me, uh, but I, I'm now understanding it. Are we not with COVID, uh, with the uh, the uh, attempt by the globalists to overtake, whether it's George Soros, more information, more information on Bill Gates this morning, all the plans they have for us. But I want you to know that people are fighting back. We talked about the victory of the conservative in Italy just last weekend and Brazil yesterday. Uh, Bolsonaro, who is the conservative, uh, came in very close to the leftist rival. It was, he's the former uh, president of Brazil, who's a real leftist, who gave a lot of benefits and so the, to the people. The unions are supporting him. And so uh, it's a very passionate, as you could imagine, race. Now there's going to be a runoff between them. But the point is, the people of Brazil, you should see the crowds. Someone sent me uh, a picture that is not in the mainstream media of the supporters of Bolsonaro, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but I can tell you that people in Brazil are fighting like crazy. And in Europe, 
Uh, the, um, we're having the same thing happen in France and Sweden. Uh, Marie Le Pen from uh, uh, France said this, everywhere in Europe, people aspire to take their destiny back into their own hands. There are moves in um, uh, uh, Belgium, in Spain. Uh, so people are rising up because they're recognizing what's going on. We, the same thing that's happening here is happening around the globe. And don't think it's not connected. It has to be. Okay, this is speculation on my part. How do I know? It has to be connected to the problems with machines all over the globe. In fact, I just saw uh, in the Philippines, the U.S., the U.S., the U.S., the United States is investigating Smartmatic over allegations of bribery in the Philippines, and that's one of the big voting systems besides Dominion. Pat Kolbeck is my guest. Uh, he's all about the, uh, the, the malfeasance of voter machines and was telling us before the break that he, is do- he noticed some stuff in this particular township uh, Kenton Township in Michigan, uh, and tried to do something about it. Pat, you got to the problem. You said that there's a way for, you found out that there's a way for those machines in Canton Count Township to be manipulated by outside sources. That's kind of, that's easily put. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's very vulnerable. And the worst part is they haven't changed a thing for this upcoming election. So you have to identify the problem and then you got to go off and fix it. And Right now, we're dealing with a media that is just trying to suppress this information and not let everybody know. I mean, you, your montage that you started this segment, the whole segment off with that uh, could have gone on for five minutes um, was very telling because before November uh, 3rd, 2020, you could talk about election fraud until you were blue in the face. Uh, since that point in time, any attempts to talk about it is labeled immediately disingenuously as misinformation. And that's part of a, I mean, that's what happens in a coup, right? They take over the TV, the radio, the newspaper, and uh, thankfully you're breaking through on some uh, pirate broadcasting network that allows us to get the word out. With uh, So it's, but it's, you have to be able, it's not pirate, of course. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, there are some Ahoy, mate. That's okay. Ahoy. Yeah. I'm asking, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, these guys are trying to pirate our country. And uh, I'm not letting them get away with it. You're not letting them get away with it. And ultimately, as you can tell by that chilling New World Order uh, clip that you put out there, this is a spiritual battle. And so there's a lot of people waking up, but it really comes down to seeing they don't see, hearing they don't hear. If you're led by the spirit, you're going to start seeing these things. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, beyond the machines, beyond the elections, beyond all this stuff, that there's a spiritual reawakening of our nation that badly needs to happen. Because when you see what's behind a lot of the things, I mean, we've got this horrible ballot proposal in Michigan that it's branded as they're going, they want to put a constitutional right to an abortion in the, uh, in our, um, constitution. And, uh, but it's worse than that. It would actually get rid of all statutory restrictions on sexual behavior. So pedophilia, it's in there. All that stuff becomes open season here in Michigan. I mean, it's horrible. And so when you start looking at what they're enabling, um, it is just pure evil. And so we have to take a stand. You have to wake up and you have to get engaged. But now you've been fighting this. You'd think that in uh, this Canton uh, Township Board, this small town, you know, not very big, can't yeah. be too big, uh, that you go and you try to present this to them. And what was the response? They they accused you of trying to mess yeah, with the election of 2022, right? Exactly. They said, because I was asking for information on how our... our um, 
elections are secured, they said that I was trying to find ways to subvert the future elections. Um, and that's kind of what's been going on all across the board. So this Operation Overwatch, for example, um, because we're talking about um, uh, making sure and discouraging uh, unlawful activity around our, our elections, what they're accusing us of doing is actually suppressing the vote. <laughs> and so they try to flip around all this stuff and uh, try to take lawful activities and try to make it as if it's unlawful. And they never tell the complete story and they only tell one side of the story. And, and that's what's happening here in Canton Township as well. The, the clerk who is uh, supposedly an up and comer in the Democratic Party in Michigan, um, he's got a lot of support, a lot of media support, and they're parroting whatever his attacks are against folks like myself and particularly me. Um, cause uh, we've got a long history of working elections, as you can imagine, since he's been a, a clerk and a school board member and a few other things here in my uh, in what was my Senate district. So there's some history in that. But uh, ultimately, I'm hoping that uh, Clerk Segris can come around and actually um, embrace the truth around uh, what's happening with our elections. And and ultimately, we want everybody to to repent and get back into um in this case, not only just the rule of law, but actually an appreciation for all that is noble and true about America. Yeah. You know, the the sad thing to me, or depressing or difficult, it's not just the, the, the Democrats who I think have just gone off the rails. So there's that. Uh, but the Republican leadership, like you have in your in your county, yeah. in your, your state, and in so many states— uh, this is yeah. like a mantra for them that uh, that we're not we're going to get away from that 2020. We're not going to talk about that. That's you know that's right. uh, the leadership won't let you do that. And so everybody like walks the party line <laughs> like blindly, like fools, marching us to destruction. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of this is a clarion call to stop that. Stop that. We have to do what we can to save this country. And as Pat said, this isn't a matter of Republican or Democrat. That horse left the barn a very long time ago, I can tell you. This is about saving the country. And in in regard to what you can do with Pat's group, it's operationoverwatch.us. Go there, operationoverwatch.us. Also, go to the Moment of Truth Summit so you can understand a little more detail of what's happening or read Pat's book, The 20... 20 coup, which you can get online as well. And sign up and be part of these watchmen who are going to make sure that the malfeasance does not carry the day on the upcoming election of 2022. Pat Kobeck, former Michigan State Senator and hero, really. Uh, Pat, thanks for all your work on this, and I hope to talk to you soon. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.